Well, I love Friday nights. Uh, Saturday is my rest day, so that means Friday evening very early on a Saturday. So Friday is the best time for me to have a night out, and I really look forward to that. For me, it means meeting friends or going somewhere special, perhaps having a meal, and soon perhaps even to watch James Bond. Sadly, though, for many, a night out is a different connotation. It's not something to look forward to. I'm thinking of those out means rough sleeping, under the stars, night on the streets, cold, dirty, hungry, ignored, and pretty hopeless. We were moaning that too dreadful. But I wondered whether you spared a thought for those who would have been drenched and then had to sleep out at night in soaking wet clothing. We often think about ourselves, don't we, in our own situation, and we rarely think of others. A total of 10,726 people were rough sleeping in London during 2019, an increase of 21% compared to the year before, but a 170% increase since 2010. Two rough sleepers who'd never been rough sleeping in London prior to April 2019. And over 2,700 of these people slept out here in the city of Westminster. These are staggering figures. They probably also understate the reality, because they are only measured by what we see in public areas. Too many are frightened to bed down in public, tend to sleep out in a, a private property or on a couch, or travel around on the night buses and trains. About half of rough sleepers had mental health issues, 80% had issues around alcohol or drug abuse. All this coincides with a dramatic cut in public expenditure and services that those who need support were finding uh, reduced and not getting what they really needed. Methodist Central Hall Westminster is one of the churches, along with other faith communities, that supports the passage with people in Westminster. And the passage is London's largest voluntary sector resource centre for the homeless and also for vulnerable people, helping about two men every single day. The mission of the passage is to provide resources which encourage, inspire and challenge homeless people to transform their lives. As I said earlier, it's not just about a handout, it's a leg up. Their work seeks to end homelessness rather than simply sustain people on the streets. And the Passage's Rough Sleeping Service has launched a new rapid response unit, and it's called Night Out. It's trying to speed up the process of identifying those who've got housing problems and finding sustainable accommodation for the end people having that first night out on the streets. Even one night out can actually have devastating effects and make recovery and resettlement much more difficult. I'm hoping that here at Central Hall we can actually get behind the no night out scheme with our financial but also our practical support. 
As a church, we've been supporting the Westminster Night Shelter, but the need for those shelters has become less because of other forms of support that are out there. So I'm really hoping that we'll move our focus from the night shelter now to this no night. And the wonderful work of going on for 40 years, being a caretaker, if you like, for homeless people in Westminster. On Thursday, Prince William visited the passage as it celebrated its 40th anniversary. It was founded in 1980 to provide practical support and a whole range of services to help transform homeless people. I'm sure, like the royals, all of us have been moved when you've walked through the street to see just how many people there are sleeping out at night. And it's such a complex issue we're not quite sure what's the best thing to do to help. Do we give food? Do we, do we give money? Well, one of the things we know really helps is to support organizations like The Passage. And there are many different kinds of out there. Now, some will argue, well, Tony, isn't this a political issue that Christians are straying into? Well, that's always been this. The passage is a Roman Catholic piece of work, but think of other churches and the work that they've been, Salvation Army, think Whitechapel Mission, think the West London Mission, think of all those night shelters around the UK in churches, think of Christians Against Poverty, ask people to find homes. I could go on, there are so many Christian pieces of work helping homeless people. And the fact is, that caring for the poorest and most vulnerable in our communities is a recurring theme in the Bible. So it's not surprising that these pieces of work exist. The prophet Isaiah stands in a tradition of many prophets before him, where he makes true worship involves working for social justice. Isaiah condemns religious hypocrisy, especially in worship and in ripses. Jenny, our religion is worthless without obedience to the covenantal demands for justice and righteousness. You see, God's people had rebelled in a way against their maker. So the prophet Isaiah was calling them, urging them to turn away from selfish behavior and to be a blessing to themselves and indeed to the world. People appeared very religious, even fasting, uh, wearing sackcloth and ashes, all in an attempt to ask God to act in righteous their peace, used to act in the same way to their own people. They wanted God to do it for them, but they weren't doing it for others. And so Isaiah's message was clear. It's impossible to please God whilst failing to show love, mercy, and compassion in practical ways towards others. And I find that a huge challenge. Instead of a fast, God wants to share food housing the poor, clothing the naked, and helping the afflicted so that everyone benefits from God's love. End of that. Oh, that we today would be called repairer of broken walls and restorer of streets with dwellings. Look at our epistle lesson. The epistle was so relevant 
and it can't be separated from loving our neighbors. Learning that lesson brings a real blessing to others and sheds light to the wider world. John also makes the point that love is through helping those in need. When we imitate Jesus' self-giving love, and we see that, of course, in his death, the way that John his death with choosing to give up life when it's required. We're called to be witnesses to our faith, and that word witness actually is the word martyr. Being witness should cost us something. Now, we're not saying that everyone needs to lay down their life, but there is something that we can give up if we are loving others effectively. So the dominant theme throughout 1 John is that another lay down their lives for each other and no one will, no one will be required to give more of them. But what we need to what God is calling us to give. Let me read from verse 17. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can, he, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth. Challenge in those words. It actually should cost us something when we care. And here there's a demand to give up material support, but it has to be in action. Truth and action. Only through action will others know that our love is real and that we are witnesses to our faith. The homeless Jesus, which you would have seen in that holding state at the beginning of this service, is a bronze sculpture that the Canadian sculptor Timothy Schmaltz made for us here at Central Hall in front of the world. He generously donated it to us, and it depicts a homeless person asleep on a park bench. His face and hands are hidden by blankets, whose suffixion on his feet are clearly visible. As my former colleague, the Reverend Dr. Martin Atkins said, often our image of Christ has become so sanitized that we easily forget that the Son of Man had no place to lay his head. Well, we applied to have a life-size replica of this uh, sculpture outside our building in Westminster, but it was refused by the council. And we felt that was because we wanted to remind people that Jesus identifies with the poorest of the earth and those who are marginalized and who are sleeping rough. As a result of the turning day, we were given a smaller sculpture of the homeless Jesus, and it's actually inside our church. And people said, well, what's the point of having it inside? Well, partly we wanted to tell the story of having our application turned down, but also I hope that when people come into our building, you see John Wesley on one side and his commitment to preaching and social righteousness and holiness, and then you see homeless Jesus on the other side of our commitment to the poor. And I hope people will come as they see the homeless Jesus and remember the no night out scheme people actually may find themselves inside rather than outside because 
people have followed Jesus and tried to respond. I want to close by reminding you of 1 John 3, 23. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he has commanded us. I pray early Homelessness Sunday, we may be reminded that we are committed to care for the poorest of the earth. And may they be no night those who are dreading sleeping rough. Amen.